Presented by Home Advisor, Pavestone, Sense, and Bonide. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We're here to help you with your home improvement projects. If you are looking around, figuring out what project you want to get done first, maybe you don't have a project, we could suggest lots. We're really good at that funny stuff that people do with their <laughs> weekends. <people> busy. <laughs> or maybe you started one and you kind of got stuck, or you don't know if you can do it yourself, or you need to get some help. All great questions to talk about on today's show. Help yourself first, though, by picking up the phone and calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Coming up this hour, are the bugs getting deep into your lawn and into your garden? Well, we're going to have a solution that can help block the bugs from the vegetable gardens, the flowers and the trees and the shrubs and the lawns just ahead. And summer storms are on their way, which could mean power outages are right behind it. So if you want to keep your house lit when the rest of the neighborhood goes dark, we're going to help you do just that. And are you looking for a fun fix-up for a rainy summer afternoon? Stepping up your stairs is an easy DIY project that can have a positive impact on your home's interior and its value. We'll tell you how to take on that job. But first, we want to know what you are working on. We want to hear from you. Don't be shy. Give us a call. Shoot us an email. Post something in the comment section on moneypit.com. Let us know what you are working on and how we can give a hand. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. That's 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Lori in Ohio's on the line and needs some help in the yard. What's going on at your Money Pit? Hi, this is Lori, and I actually have my grandson, Garrett with me. <laughs> and oh, hi, Garrett. Well, Garrett, welcome to the Money Pit. <laughs> Say hi to him. Hi. Oh, hi, sweetie. <laughs> um, I actually have two grandsons. He's almost seven and one. He's almost two. And we're excited for summer and want to do a lot of things outside. We want to do a sandbox sort of thing to play in, but we're kind of leery about using sand because we've heard about, you know, a lot of spiders, bugs, cats, just getting into it. And I just wonder if there's any kind of alternative out there that you know of that we could use instead of sand. I mean, what's a sandbox without sand? <laughs> <laughs> and the kids do love it so very yeah. much. That's true. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, we, we had sandboxes when our kids were small, and we never had concerns about that. Now, I did have one that had, that had a cover that went over it, so that kept the, uh, you know, the cats out and that kind of thing. But I can't recall that we yeah. ever had any issues with uh, with insects or anything like that. I mean, the worst thing was if you forgot to put the cover on, you got a rainstorm and it flooded, and that would take a lot to get it dried out again. But I, I don't know that it's ever been really an issue. Maybe things are different down in Ohio, but I've never had an issue with it. Leslie, what about you? I will say that when, when the kids were little, especially Charlie, when he was at his you know pre-K, so he's three, four... They had a sandbox and my kid and like one other kid were always the only kids in the sandbox. And I always felt the judging looks from the other parents like mm, they're in the sandbox. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's like, what? They love it. Get that. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe I'm missing something on why people are so grossed yeah. out by them. That's what I'm getting. Like, um, I mean, uh, you know, when my two sons were smaller, yeah, that was okay, and no one thought anything twice about it. But now that I'm a grandma and there's this new generation. Oh, get ready to be judged, Grandma. You're welcome to the judge generation. <laughs> Look online, and, you know, there's different stuff, but nothing that 
I just don't know about it. You know, I would trust your decades of experience as a grandma, your decades of life experience you went through to get there, rather than any of this newfound advice from these new experts. Also known as millennials. Uh, listen, the judgy looks only last so long. Plus, you can turn around. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Well, I just I just come up on your program one evening as I was driving to my grandson's karate class, and I thought, you know, this is the perfect. It was going through my mind, and I thought I'm just going to call in. So, oh, thanks. I uh, appreciate your opinion, and I thanks for listening to me and giving me uh, advice to stick to the old saying. Well, we think Garrett has an awesome grandma making sandboxes and taking the kids to karate. Very cool. He's a lucky boy. Well, thanks so much for calling us. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Todd in Florida's on the line is having some issues with the driveway. Tell us what's going on. I've got a house I'm renovating here in Florida, and the driveway's in pretty decent shape. It's got all these, it's like uh, half a dozen cracks running through different ways through it. It's like almost spider cracks. Okay. And I want to know what's the best way to sort of tear it up and report it to fix that and make it look good. Yeah, there's a new product out by QuickCrete that's perfect for that. It's called Recap. And essentially, it's designed to go on top of the old concrete surface. You can and squeeze really it. stick you can, to it. Yeah, you can trowel it. It has tremendous adhesion power. And you can go right over those cracks. You can have a, a trowel finish or a broom finish, whatever you want, and you will completely resurface that driveway. Um You'll find it at different home centers, I think Home Depot and Lowe's. But if you go to quickcrete.com or use their dealer locator, it's called Recap, R-E-C-A-P. And we've seen this stuff demonstrated, and it's amazing. When it adheres to the old concrete uh, in tests, they try to pull it out, pull it apart, and it's so hard to pull apart. It actually ripped out the old concrete with it. So it really oh, wow. adheres well. Prep is pretty easy. You're basically going to pressure wash that driveway to get all the dirt and debris and moss and mildew off of it. And then while it's wet, you apply the recap, and the th- stuff hardens and is drivable uh, within about 24 hours. Oh, great. So it's a lot cheaper than spending thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is exactly what it's, what it's designed for. Spider cracks in driveways that don't look so hot, you just completely resurface it. Okay? Awesome. That's what I'm about to do. I'll look that load up. Thank you for your help. I appreciate that. Yep. Good luck, Todd. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. Up next are bugs helping themselves to a share of your garden vegetables. We'll have a solution that can block those bugs from veggie gardens and a whole lot more after this. The Money Pit is presented by Supercore, sold exclusively by WeShipFloors.com. Supercore is waterproof, click lock, rigid core flooring, impact resistant flooring with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Order your free samples today at WeShipFloors.com. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than a 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. 
And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Fit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor, where you can find top-rated home service pros and book appointments online, all for free. Mary in Alaska's on the line and needs some help with a water supply. What's going on, Mary? I have hot water heaters downstairs, and um, I'm considering going to a tankless. What kind of fuel do you have in your house, Mary? Is it gas or electric? Electric. Okay. So you can't really go with an electric tankless water heater because the tankless water heater technology is really designed for gas water heaters. What you can do is switch to something called a heat pump water heater. Now, a heat pump is a high-efficiency electric water heater, so it will save you some money. It's also typically... Uh, will qualify for various different types of energy rebates, but it's going to be more expensive than your traditional just tank electric heater, because with a with electric water heater, you know it, it's running twenty four seven. It's pretty expensive. With a heat pump, it basically is kind of uses the refrigeration concept that you, you use with heat pump air conditioners to try to provide some of the warmth of the hot water. So it is less expensive to operate. So I think it really comes down to, you know, how much you want to spend for the unit, how long you're going to be in your house, because it's not like you pack the thing up when you leave, you know what I mean? Um, and if you want to keep the electric water heater, you can do so. What I would suggest you do is add a timer to it. There's a device, not too expensive, it's a, it's a heavy-duty timer designed for a 240-volt appliance, and you basically would set the water heater to come on you know, like maybe at around dinner time, stay on through evening showers and bathing, and then come on again in the morning for morning showers, and then go off again. The water will still remain warm throughout the day, but instead of it running twenty four seven, maybe you only have it run eight or ten hours, and that will save you some money too. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I was just trying to get rid of the tanks of water. I always <laughs> I hear you. I had one bust only one time and flood yeah. my basement and. uh I don't want that to ever happen again, and I was really hoping I could get rid of all that water sitting down there in one place. Well, I'll tell you what. Chances are that if you have experienced a, a busted water tank that flooded, it's never going to happen again because it's just not that common, and I can't. you would have the most awful luck in the world for it to have happened to you twice. <laughs> okay? If you have Wi-Fi in your house, there's lots of smart home products that are out there including some that are leak detectors that basically get mounted on the basement floor. And if you ever get a flood mm-hmm. again, it'll at least alert you. And maybe you can send some send a neighbor over or somebody to check the house. Yeah, yeah. I know they have shut off valves and all that kind of stuff now, too. But I just wanted to get rid of all of it. Well, <laughs> But no, no electric 
uh, tankless yet. No, huh? not no. They have them, but they're really expensive. They don't give you any energy savings. Do you have propane to, that you use for anything? No, no. Yeah. We we heat with uh, fuel oil. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think that the best thing for you to do is to either put a timer on your standard water heater or get a heat pump water heater. Either way, uh, I think that's probably the best option. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Mary. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, now that we're getting deep into summer, the bugs may be getting deep into your garden and your lawn as well. And a great way to control these is with a product that I've discovered called Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew. Not only does it have a fantastic name. <laughs> it really does. It's great stuff. It's made by Bonide, and they've been helping homeowners and pros for like 90 years grow beautiful lawns and gardens. Now, Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew, it's a product that's approved for organic gardening, which is great, and it's effective in vegetable gardens, flower gardens, trees, shrubs on your lawn. And I also like that it's an all-natural insect control that can handle a lot of different types of very bothersome bugs, like bagworms, borers, beetles, caterpillars, gypsy moths, leaf miners, spider mites, tent caterpillars, thripes. I mean, so much more because... Honestly, do we see the bugs eating the things in the yard? No. So you've got to cover a wide variety of pests. We don't want to see them. That's exactly. the whole point. <laughs> Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew is available at independent garden centers, hardware stores, and farm feed stores. It's also available in a concentrate, a hose end, so there's no mixing, or a dust and a ready-to-use formula with a trigger spray. And remember, Bonide products are family made in the USA for more than 90 years. Learn more at Bonide.com. Angelo in Florida is on the line with a painting project. How can we help? Well, guys, I have um, some window shutters, and I believe them to be fiberglass. Okay. And they've been on the house new since 2003, and they face the sun in the hottest part of the day. Now, they're not chipped, but they have a feeling like they have a flat color on them now because they faded so bad. So I'm wondering how I can prepare those to paint. Can I do it with a brush, or can I do it with a spray can? Do I need to strip them? What do I need to do? You know, it's interesting. I, I've had mixed results painting fiberglass shutters. And the last time I did it, before the present, I had a problem with the paint that peeled off, even though I used a product, and I think it was a Sherwin-Williams product, that they absolutely swore was designed to adhere to those shutters. So the what I did most recently, because I just did shutters on a building that was owned by our local scout troop, and we redid all the shutters. We pulled them off the building because it was just easier to do it. But right. I used a product that I found at Home Depot called Rustoleum Painters Touch 2X. It's got a big 2X on it, and it's a paint primer in one. And the reason I used it was because it bonds to plastic. And I was a little concerned about whether or not it was going to be tough enough, but I sprayed a shutter to test it with the stuff. It wasn't expensive. I think it was five or six bucks a can. And then I tried to peel the paint off and I couldn't do it. So I really was impressed with how well it, it, it sort of binded to that fiberglass shutter. So I would use that. It's a Rust-Oleum Painters Touch 2X on those shutters. I think you'll, you'll find that it really works well. Uh, you can probably find it online, figure out where it is near you. I'd pull one of the shutters off. I'd spray it with that, pick up a can, uh, you know, put it through its paces for, for your area. But I think that uh, it'll do well for you. I certainly was very impressed with it. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 88 Money Pit. Rebecca in Alabama, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? We have a tree root that has grown into the foundation of our home. 
um, did not realize it until we took the floor up and we've got the tree down and the, the stump actually ground down. So obviously the, the roots are still underneath the house. Um, we have a lot of problems with uh, the room that that was damaged by the tree root where it came. It has a big hump in the middle of the room. We've kind of covered it with furniture. It's our media room. used to be the garage of the house, but it was enclosed when we bought it. Um, we have a lot of problems when it rains, uh, water, uh, mud comes underneath the rug. Um, and I was wondering if, if there is a way that we could somehow uh, patch the floor if we need to uh, get someone to jackhammer up the cement floor that's in here. Because, again, it was the garage at one point, so it's uh, poured cement. Um, or what we can do to, you know, kind of help the problem if we have to repour the entire section, if we could dig up just that one section and maybe patch it up or what? Well, first of all, there's no reason you couldn't cut out that one section and report just that one section. Uh, in terms of the water issue, I suspect what's happening is the water is collecting somewhere outside of that area and it's finding that the path of least resistance. So it's pushing down around your foundation under the floor and up into the garage. So you need to try to track down what that issue is. It's probably a drainage issue somewhere outside those walls, either with gutters or downspouts, or for some reason you're getting too much water that's collecting in that area. I would look to that as a source of the water. But in terms of the floor, you can jackhammer it up in just a section and uh, you know cut down, of course, remove all those tree roots. Because here's the thing, now that the tree is dead, those roots will continue to rot away and you don't want to have voids under that slab. Once the, the slab is up, you want to dig out as much of those roots as you can uh, and then you could put stone in there and re-pour that and, and cover it all up. So those are the two things I would do. I would remove the area where the bulge is, remove the tree roots, re-pour it, but also look at the source of the water because uh, I think that what's happening is you've got a symptom there. The tree root is not causing the water to come in. It's just, it's just following the path of these resistance and working its way in at that spot. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Jed in New York on the line who's doing a tiling project and needs help with the process. How can we help you? I'm building a house in upstate New York, um, and I just had a question about how or what you guys would suggest a way to adhere tile, like for a shower surround or like in back of a tub. Um, I've been to a couple of different stores, um, and I've gotten a couple of different answers. Like they have basically the cement backer board, and then they have like a composite material. And I didn't know if you guys were familiar with either one of them or had a preference or a suggestion for me. You're dealing with open bays. This is brand new construction. Nothing is on that wall as of yet. No, I haven't got that far yet. I'm just starting to look at everything, and I know that I want to put in tile in the bathroom, and I'm just starting to piece everything together. When you do a tiling project, your tiles, yes, are water resistant, but the grout lines you know, will suck water in and through, so you want to make sure that whatever is behind there will do its best to you know, withstand from mold growth and any other issues that might happen as the water does seep through the grout lines. Okay. Do you guys have like a suggestion of what you would recommend doing? Like, Is there a certain barrier that I can put behind the tile or anything like that? So I would stick with a standard tile backer. When you're, when you're doing, dealing with new construction, that's the the best way to do it. I mean, in the old days, we used to put wire mesh in a mud wall, and that would last for 100 or more years. But today, the tile backers do a pretty good job. So especially if you're starting with studs, I would definitely build it up with the tile backer. I would not use a composite drywall because it just doesn't last that long. It's very popular with builders 
because it gives them an inexpensive way to be able to deliver a tiled shower. But invariably, after about 10 years, it starts to soften and rot, and you end up having to tear it all out anyway. Okay, well, that's great. That helps me out so much. I can't even tell you guys, but at least I got my step. Now I just got to pick out all the colors and all that wonderful stuff. All right, well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, summer storms are on their way, which means power outages could be right behind them. Just ahead, Kevin O'Connor from This Old House is joining us with tips to keep your house lit when the rest of the neighborhood goes dark. And This Old House on the Money Pit is presented by the Sense Home Energy Monitor, the single best way we've found to reduce electricity costs. Sense helps you understand what your home appliances, lights, and devices have to say. See what's up, know what's going on. You can see Sense in action at GetSense.com. GetSense.com. I installed the Sense Home Energy Monitor in my house, and it's amazing. It's so fun when it finds a new appliance, and it tells me how much it's costing me to run it. You can do the same. Check it out at GetSense.com. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Pit is presented by Quickcrete Fast Setting Concrete Mix in the Red Bag. Make your next outdoor concrete project quick and easy. Quickcrete Fast Setting Concrete Mix. Look for it in the Red Bag. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now at 1 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. You can find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of HomeAdvisor's top-rated pros for free. Mike in Texas is on the line and building a shed. How can we help you with that project? Um, well, I just got a, uh, a new wooden shed in the backyard. It's 10 by 16. Um, and I was just wondering, before I put anything in it, 
how can I treat the floor or should I even worry about treating the floor for uh, durability? Well, first of all, uh, when you put the shed in, did you put it right on the ground or is there some sort of a foundation under it? Uh, it's elevated uh, concrete blocks and then it is a uh, wooden subfloor above that. Okay, good. So you do have a little bit of air moving under it because that's going to be important to avoid decay. In terms of the floor itself, look, anything that you put on that um, is not really going to have a significant difference in terms of extending its life. It will make it easier to use it. For example, if you painted it, it would make it easier to sweep it if it gets dirty and that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to presume that it's probably made of exterior plywood, so I wouldn't worry about it falling apart in the weather, but I think painting it might help to preserve the durability of the floor and make it a little bit easier to clean. Okay. Would there be any specific type paint? Yeah, I think a porch and floor paint is a good idea because it's very, very durable. You need to have a paint that's really going to be able to take the abuse of, of, of all of the products that you're going to keep in there, the lawnmower and that sort of thing, and really stand up without uh, wearing out. So any kind of floor paint would work well. Okay, great. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, automatic standby generators were once a rare thing, but more and more homeowners are installing these to make certain their families are covered in the event of a sustained power loss. It also adds a tremendous value to their home. And with extreme weather seeming more and more common and a power grid that is decades old, power outages are also much less rare than they used to be. You want to make sure you don't get stuck in the dark. We've got advice now from this old house host, Kevin O'Connor. Hey, Kevin. Hi, guys. Great to be here. You know, it seemed that even just 10 years ago, this would have felt like a less critical investment than it is today, huh? Well, it is certainly nice to have the peace of mind that you can actually keep the power on because when it goes out, you've got a whole host of problems, right? I mean, you could lose your heat in the winter, your air conditioning Uh in the summer. You can lose the food in the refrigerator. You can drop down the communications because so much of us rely on the internet and stuff. So knowing that that power can stay on or come back on in an emergency is great peace of mind. Completely. So let's clarify the differences between the different generator options that are out there. Well, the way I think about them is like this. You either have a standby generator or a portable generator. A standby generator is installed by a professional. It is hooked up into the circuit, the electrical panel. Panel of your house. Application. It is a permanent application with a permanent fuel source, either natural gas piped to it directly or propane if that's what you're burning. Whereas a portable is something that probably sits in the garage and you can pull it out. You're often pouring gasoline into it and then you're plugging in just a critical circuits. And then the issue there, of course, is that portable generators need gasoline. Gasoline Absolutely. has to come from gas stations <laughs> who also don't have power to pump the gas. <laughs> and they're generally smaller. So yeah. you can't mm-hmm. just run it for an entire day or two days. You have to kind of continually feed it with gasoline, and it is giving off emissions. They all give off emissions, but it is giving off emissions, and you could put it in the wrong place. Right. And that is critical to be thinking about with a portable generator. Do not ever run it indoors or anywhere near the indoors where the combustion gases can get into the house. That includes an open garage. Absolutely. So within the standby category, there are some options within that as well. There are. And these are great for the reasons we just discussed. They are permanently installed. They're they're ready to go. They have a fuel source. They're placed appropriately so that Mm -hmm. they know they can operate safely. And then when you're in the standby category, it's about size. Are you going to try to run the entire house when there is an outage or are you just going to pick some critical circuits? In either case, these things are going to be hooked up to a transfer switch so that when the power from the grid goes out, the transfer switch says, okay, I don't sense power there. Let me go to the generator for power. And then it's a question of how many circuits are attached to it. 
if you have it for the entire house, it's a no-brainer. Everything goes on, and you can operate everything. Now, they're more expensive. They're bigger, obviously. So you can choose to have that transfer switch just link into a couple critical circuits. Keep the refrigerator on, the heating power plant on, and a couple critical lights so that you can be in the house safely. That's a question of size and convenience. You have to make mm-hmm. that trade-off, and obviously cost as well. Well, it's funny. I think, you know, being from the Northeast, we all suffer from Sandy Shock, like which is what I like to call it. You know, I had a baby, and then we had no power for 18 days, which was just mind-boggling. I will never, ever be in that situation again. So when I was meeting with the Kohler team to talk about getting a standby generator for the house, I started at first looking at something, you know, in the 7 to 11K range and was like, well, maybe this will be good. And then you sort of get power greedy when Mm. you start thinking about it. And the prices aren't that different when you get to that level. And suddenly you're like, yes, 20KW for the entire house. And what peace of mind you have there, that the entire house will be operational in a power outage. That is nice. And that's a good point. And there are actually estimators on the websites of these major manufacturers where you can figure out how many kilowatt hours do I need in terms of power. I mean, you can buy these standbys, perhaps as small as 7KW, mm-hmm. and that's good if you have a really small house, perhaps a retirement house, a cabin, something of that nature, small lot, and they go all the way up to 22,000 watts. So you, know, you really have a wide range of choices. I think the other thing interesting is that they're now remotely monitored, so you can know what's going on at any time. Well, I mean, you guys know this from your own experience. These things are very intelligent. They're doing a couple things. They're turning themselves on so that Mm -hmm. they're running a test cycle to make sure that they're in good stead. They're doing that on a regular basis. They're sending a report to a service technician saying everything's okay or it's not. And they're also sending a notification to you saying, hey, I'm doing okay. Don't worry about it. Or, hey, we've got a problem. Check into it now because you want that thing to work when you need it. it. Now, what about maintenance. I mean, this is an appliance that you're putting in your home. Do you need to do an annual maintenance check on a whole house standby generator? Somebody does. (laughs) Not me. Not you necessarily, but yes, absolutely. And oftentimes the installer will actually give you that plan. Well, they will make sure that they come out and give it a checkup just like with your car, make sure all the fluids, everything's working properly, make sure that circuitry is working and that we know that it will come on when you need it. Because if it doesn't do that, it's of no value to you. And now is a great time to think about an automatic standby generator because the prices have come down a lot over the last several years. I'm curious to know, Leslie, how it is that when you gave a baby, you took out the entire grid. It's amazing. <laughs> how did that happen? That's I mean, quite a child. It's amazing. And I didn't even name the baby Sandy or anything. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. No, just in time. Absolutely. The affordability and the variability, you know, the fact that you can get different sizes for different applications, I think they are more common and people are leaning towards using them and installing them more now than in the past. Kevin O'Connor from TV's This Old House. Thank you so much for powering up this edition of The Money Pit. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right. Catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House is brought to you on PBS by Marvin Windows and Doors. Up next, are you looking for a fun fix-up for a rainy summer afternoon? Well, stepping up your stairs is an easy do-it-yourself project that can have a very positive impact on your home's interior. I'll tell you how next. I'm thrilled to introduce Supercore, the latest innovation in flooring. Supercore is not a laminate or standard vinyl floor. It's a click lock floor with a rigid stone plastic composite core and a wear layer that's 50% thicker than most waterproof floors on the market. It's water-kitted, pet-proof, and impact-resistant. Plus, it's backed by a lifetime finish warranty and ships free in the lower 48 states. Available exclusively at WeShipFloors.com. Order free Supercore samples today and see more great flooring choices at WeShipFloors.com. 
Enter the Greenworks Tools Green Your Home Sweepstakes between now and June 19th. You could win a Greenworks 2300 electric pressure washer. Powerful cleaning for everything around your house. Or win a Greenworks 60-volt cordless blower, a 60-volt string trimmer, or a $50 Lowe's gift card. Enter today at MoneyPit.com for a chance to green up your home. Enter today. Just visit MoneyPit.com. The Greenworks Tools Green Your Home Sweepstakes at MoneyPit.com. Do you have a home improvement, decor, or remodeling project and don't know where to start? Start right here. Connect with Tom and Leslie on the Money Pits community page or subscribe to the Money Pits free e-newsletter at moneypit.com. You can also post your questions for Tom and Leslie on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. Or just call the Money Pits listener line 24-7 at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Presented by HomeAdvisor, the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project. That's 1-888-MONEYPIT. Pit is presented by Rumblestone. Create a paver patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen with Rumblestone from Pavestone. For project ideas and how-to videos, visit pavestone.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Never worry again about overpaying for a job. Use the HomeAdvisor True Cost Guide and see what others have paid for a similar project. It's all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Pam in Missouri is on the line and has a question about installing a dimmer, a great do-it-yourself project. How can we help you, Pam? I have a room that has fluorescent lighting in it, and there's two entries into that room. So there's a light switch on each door, so it's a two-way switch. Can I put a sensor on that so that when you walk in and walk out, the lights come on and go off? Are you asking me if you can? Can you put a sensor on that? Yes. Is your concern that you want the lights to come on automatically or is your concern that you don't want people to leave the lights on when no one's in the room? Both. Well, I guess you could use an occupancy sensor switch there, but you would need to set it in vacancy mode, not occupancy mode. See, in occupancy mode, the light comes on when there's motion. So if you had a three-way, what could happen is you walk in the room the switch closest to you picks up your motion, turns the lights on. You continue halfway through the room till the one on the other side picks it up and turns the lights off. So that wouldn't work too well. A better option might be to just replace one side of it, just one of the switches, with an occupancy sensor, but set it in what's called the vacancy mode. So what that means is you manually turn the light switch on, but if there's no motion in the room, it will automatically go off. So we use these, for example, in the bedrooms upstairs at our house because kids turn lights on. But as all, as we all know, kids don't turn the lights off. So if you set it in the vacancy mode, they can turn the lights on. But then they'll go off depending on the period of monitoring you set. They'll either go off 1, 5, 15, or 30 minutes later. Oh, okay. All right. That would work. Thank you. Well, some areas of the home might seem easier to update than others, but if you feel stuck with a dated stairway that maybe was built decades ago, that might actually be one that you can do something about. Now, first, if you can use a tape measure, a drill, and a few other common tools, 
The easy update is just to switch out dated wooden balusters for the new sort of trendy iron balusters. It's a project that you can do in an afternoon, and it's a lot less expensive than replacing the entire stair system. The idea of mixing wood and iron in the home is a popular design trend now, and we're seeing more and more of it these days, too. It's a project where you keep the wood handrails and posts while you add in those elegant iron balusters. Yeah, you know, the project simply involves swapping out the wooden balusters for designer iron balusters. Now, after those older wooden balusters are carefully removed, pivoting fasteners are attached to the handrail, then the iron balusters are inserted pivoted, and then swung into the vertical position. The alignment's completed and screws are tightened to secure that baluster in place, and it's a gorgeous makeover. That's right. Those iron balusters are very trendy these days, and there are many systems available for sale that can help you with the project, or you could feel more comfortable if you hire a pro to get it done. But either way, it's a lot less expensive than completely tearing out that stair and really will step up the look of that entire space. Sage in New York is on the line with an outdoor watering question. Tell us what's going on. How you doing? I have a um, an outdoor faucet, which I use to connect my hose in the front. And um, I believe it's called a frost-free silcock. Right. And the problem I have is that when I open the faucet, I can open it full, but the water takes sometimes up to a minute to come out if it comes out at all. Now, inside your house, there's going to be another valve that is designed to shut off that line for the winter. Did you check to make sure that valve was fully open? It is fully open, yes. So the valve's fully open on the inside of the house. The the valve, the hose bib on the outside of the house, though, you open it up and it takes a minute to come out. And when it comes out, does it come out fast or slow or what? It comes out slow, and um, I also wondered if the um, the fact that the pressure was lower on this faucet as compared to the faucet at the back of the house, was part of the problem. How old's the house? Well, the house is only about three years old. Three years old? All right, so the plumbing should be fine. What you're describing is simply a valve that's, that's not fully open. And so if the, the valve inside is open and the valve outside is open, then somewhere we've got a bad valve, because that shouldn't be happening. It should be very simple. The valve opens, the water flies out. Three-year-old house, there's no reason for any corrosion to be inside the pipe or anything of that nature. And so you've got a bad valve somewhere. That's what has to be looked into. Okay. All right. Thank you. Sage, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, now that it's getting hot, is your AC keeping up to the challenge? We're going to have three tips for a do-it-yourself checkup next. Live in a money pit. That is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched with top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. You can do all of that for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Well, now that it's getting hot outside, Leslie, it's a good time to think about whether or not your AC is really doing the job. Yeah, before it gets too hot and then it doesn't work. 
Now, you don't just have to call a pro. There's actually a way you can test it yourself. This is actually a test that I did for years and years and years as a professional home inspector. It's easy to do, and it will tell you whether or not the system is working as it should. First, you want to find a supply duct, and that's one that blows the air out and into the room. You preferably want to find one that's kind of close to where your air handle or your furnace is or where that blower is actually located. And then take a thermometer, and like a refrigerator thermometer, something like that is perfect for this, and measure the temperature of the air coming out. Now, you're going to do the exact same thing at the return duct. Remember, that's where the air goes back. Now, when you compare those temperatures, if the supply is 12 to 20 degrees cooler than the return, your system is working well. Any less than that, and it needs to be serviced by a pro. So measure the supply temperature and the return temperature. Look for that 12 to 20. I kind of prefer actually 15 to 20, but 12 is okay. Uh, if it's in that range, it's working properly. Because remember, when your air conditioning works, it doesn't just like cool the house on the first time it supplies the cold air. It goes back to the system and recycles and recirculates and recirculates. And then over time, it brings it up, or I should say down to the temperature that you want. So 12 to 20 is what you're looking for. All right. That's a good tip. All right. Don't forget, you can post your questions online at moneypit.com. And I've got one here from Carla. Now, Carla writes, we installed a one-piece tub shower in our basement only about a year ago, as well as linoleum flooring. Already, the linoleum is rolling up where it meets the tub. What is the best product to use to hold it down? You know, I'm so sad that you put linoleum flooring in only a year ago, given all of the amazing, completely waterproof products that are out there right now that are very inexpensive. This, Carla, is not worth fixing. This will be something you will always be chasing to try to keep it from not rolling up along the tub edge. I seriously would consider putting a new floor on top of that old floor. There's a product out now called Supercore that is made by uh, the folks at WeShipFloors.com that is completely waterproof, incredibly durable. And once you lay it down on top of that old floor, you're going to find that you'll never have to do a single thing to it again because it's not going to curl up. It's going to sit right where you put it. It doesn't expand and contract very much at all. And it will basically make that complete... Uh, situation completely disappear. So I'd recommend you switch out to a new flooring because trying to glue that edge down is just not going to happen. Yeah, that's a good point, Tom. That Supercord does rock and really is a good application for it here. But I think in general, you know, basements are moist spaces. So anytime you're below grade, you're dealing with the moisture coming in from all of the grading surrounding it. So you want to make sure that you're dehumidifying, you're controlling the grading outside, controlling the moisture outside that gets in. So do your best to keep it cool and dry inside. And that I think will just help everything last longer on the interior as well. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Wrapping up our broadcast today on this beautiful late spring, early summer weekend. We hope we've given you some ideas and tips and advice to take on projects around your house. Remember, you can reach us 24-7 by calling 1-888-MONEYPIT. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.